0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to these go to 11. Once again, I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, we have a special announcement for our listeners today.
1: How many days is it to Arbor Day? (laughs) Oh, no, that's not it. Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas,
1: everyone. Merry Christmas, everyone. I love it.
0: Greg, we are so dedicated. We are... uh, It is midnight right now, and we are uh, staying here to record this live. We had uh, a full day with our Christmas Eve service, and then we just decided, you know what? Let's give the These Go To 11 fans something a little extra special, so uh you know we pulled out the sleeping bags yep uh and just decided that we were gonna you know crash for a few hours and then do this uh i am of course kidding because <laughs> uh no we are not that dedicated no,
1: i was gonna see how long you're gonna keep it going dude. i was starting to believe it i'm like is it <laughs> is it midnight on christmas eve oh wait a minute dude i'm I'm feeling like we may be in the studio a little before that time. A little, a little that. bit. that. But uh, our hearts are here yes. with you. Our hearts are here because we wanted this to drop. I think this is a, these go to 11 first.
2: I believe you're Isn't right. It,
1: dropping it on Christmas, Christmas day. day. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. No, I hope everybody has had a great lead up. Yes, um, a great Christmas Eve experience. Yep, uh, if you were here with us in our church, or if you're listening elsewhere in your church, um, and the uh, you know this is one of those things, dude. Can I tell you what I think the perfect time for this podcast will be? Yeah, well, there's there's probably a couple slots. One, yeah, you know, that week for many people, not all, uh, between Christmas and New Year's is slower. Yes, uh, I know some people may be working. Some people may have a little time off or the whole time off. Yep. Um, but it's kind of a. I always view it as the lull of the end of the year. Yeah. Right. Things are not a lot of big stuff is happening. Um. Yeah. You know, I'm sure somebody is at home saying, "Oh, yeah, you ought to see my job, buddy." This right. Is the end of the time. So all caveats out there. There may be some exceptions to that. But this would be, you know, sometimes it's the 26th, the 27th. Yeah. And there's still Christmas music playing. I'd like to keep my mind on this. I think as we go through the Christmas story in this podcast, that would be a good time. Or, dude, for me, as a kid, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was when the post, it's, a, yeah, it's technically Christmas. All the gifts are coming over. Oh, maybe... Maybe Aunt Betty's coming, but all I'm going to get there is a pair of socks and my parents will get a fruitcake. Uh, right. So you're not excited right. about the big reveal anymore. Uh, you remember that feeling as a kid, dude? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, the the... The crash starts yeah. to set in.
0: I had a little longer than that. Usually for me, it was like nine o'clock at night.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Nine o'clock at I night. I wish, not me.
0: Because we still had, like, we're still playing with all the gifts. Yeah. And, you know, we're still running around acting crazy. You have all the food. Yeah. Watching the movies. Yeah. So there was still a lot of excitement. It was, it was like that nine o'clock where it was like you realize that, you know, as a young kid, Bedtime's coming up soon. You know, yeah. you get to stay up a little later because you don't have school. Yep. But bedtime's coming up soon, and you realize, like, okay, now it's starting to wind down, and yeah. and we're get, gonna get out of this soon. Yeah. So I, I did. I had a little bit longer that I. That's I, I good, enjoyed dude. Things. You
1: you were a more uh, well adjusted child than I was. <laughs> I was such a spoiled brat. You know, once Jaws bit off the head of GI Joe, I was done. I was like, yep, I'm done, man when's my birthday September one what? <laughs> what when's summer vacation you know I'm, I'm looking for the uh the next thing but there whatever your Christmas uh will hold for you this year I doubt many people are probably uh, although we should uh, recommend all parents of little children what I want you to do <laughs> I want you to say, uh children before we open presents this morning we're going to listen to the these go to 11 <laughs> podcast <laughs> parents don't do that to your children psychologically torturous (laughs) that would be for these kids no um i will say that dude i'll get this in here um oh i should be careful but I, i i i no i'll speak out of experience nobody can argue with my experience the dutcher family yeah it would have been unwise to force the christmas story reading right when they wake up. Mm. Uh some may do that, we never did that. Yeah. Well, no, uh, we tried. And Lisa kind of, that was a little bit more of a rigid phase I was in. Yeah. And I, I I came away kind of thinking if we take advantage of the season well, yeah. My kids have been very familiarized with the story why we're so excited about it and I get when you've got glittery, beautifully wrapped treasure yeah. under the tree that they're excited about, I want them to have that experience. Yeah. We just yeah. kind of go right for it.
0: I, I think it depends on how how you do it. Right? I agree. Like, yeah. I mean, for a, a, us, every
1: family has a different rhythm.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for us growing up, um, we you know we we Christmas Eve was the time where we contemplated those things. Yeah. You know that that was the time where we we read the Christmas story. That was the time where we read other stories. Uh, You know, we we were at church. We would get home. We would have dinner, and then and then that was the time for the reflection and the contemplation. Right. So um, for us, that was kind of our tradition growing up. I mean, we also had some other other traditions as well. The the kids could open one gift in the evening. The parents opened their gifts. So once yes. you turned eighteen in our house, um, you opened your gifts Christmas Eve. Nice. Um, and and my parents were. It was a lot of it was just kind of practical reasons. There were four uh, children in 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 my family, and then we we typically would have foster children. Yeah, and so. Uh, there was a point where it was my mom, dad, and my grandmother who, who lived with us. Yeah. And so they were like, We'll just we'll do ours at Christmas night. The kids will get to see us open it and then we can just focus on them yeah. in the morning. They're not waiting around for mom and dad to open one or yeah. grandma to open one. You know, we'll do all ours and then and so that was something that kinda stuck. Um Joy and I have, uh, you know, it's just the two of us, so we have a different tradition, um, probably following more closely to hers. Yeah. Um, So for me growing up, we could open our stockings in the morning while we waited for mom and dad to get up. Yeah. So you guys get up, you know, Santa will have brought all your stuff for your stockings Mm -hmm. at that point. Mm Mm-hmm you can open all of that and and whatever's there you can play with whatever candy's there you can eat you know but you wait for mom and dad to get up before you go downstairs yeah Um, with Joy and her family uh, they would you know get up at a certain time they would all grab their stockings go into mom and dad's bed the Christmas story would be read Um, and then they would start with their stockings in the morning. Yeah. And then they would all wait on the stairs, get a picture taken, and then go downstairs and open up their gifts. Yep. Um, If we had had uh, children, we probably would have done uh, a combination of a couple things. Yeah. um, Because when we had E living with us, we did. Yeah. So uh, we would have probably done, uh, you know, Go ahead and open up your stockings, but we're going to come into the bedroom. And we're going to read the Christmas story before we go downstairs, and you yeah. get to see the tree and all those things. You know, yeah. And again, it's 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 the rhythm that you build into your family. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's it really is how you do it. Yeah. And what they expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. We uh, we have typically when they were younger, as they've gotten older, we mm-hmm. obviously do things quite a bit differently. Sure. But when they were little, we decided, uh, and it was a good time to do Christmas Eve morning. Yep. Uh, because unless Christmas Eve was on a Sunday, we always had services that night. Yes. So we knew that that was a good time to do it. Christmas Eve morning, your kids are Mm -hmm. off school. They're excited. They wake up. It's kind of begun. We just found their attention was a little more wrapped. Yeah. Uh, and to
0: no pun intended. Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then things would be unwrapped Yes, uh, the next day. So we, um, yeah, we would typically do it on uh, Christmas Eve morning, and, yeah. and good. I, I have sweet memories of the kids being little and us being in the living room, and sometimes Lisa would read it, I would read it, and we would read. Uh, we would read Matthew. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we'd read Luke. I yep. don't know if we ever read both. Because uh, you know you, you got quite a bit of uh, material there at the same time mm-hmm. uh, and pray and it was we just kind of talk about what matters and it was yeah. we always felt good and then we do church yep of course which the kids have always loved on Christmas Eve and then um, our tradition is they open up one gift yeah on Christmas Eve it's a little taste often they were like the the Christmas pajamas yeah yeah, yeah. which yeah. they came to expect they were kind of. You know, fun, lighter gifts. Yeah, uh, and then uh, the next morning is all the free for all. Yeah, uh, not really though. We, we we do it in an order. Yeah, we have the uh, to this day. We we go youngest to oldest. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then everybody has to watch. So Ella yep. opens hers, and do they well, all
0: open from the same person? So. You know, um uh, uh, you know, like, okay, here's you know, here's the gift from grandma and grandpa. Yeah. And so then, you know, oldest to youngest opening that, or is it just kind no, of No, like, okay? No,
1: because the gifts they've gotten on Christmas morning are generally just from us. Okay. So what we try to do, Lisa tries, it's always stressful every year is say, okay, we, we want them to get the best ones for last. So sometimes Samantha will pull one out, she's usually the, the gift hander and she goes, Okay, Isaac Here's yours and Lisa. Um, Why don't we do that one later? Because that's yeah. like the big one. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, they, it's it's fun. And so we go through. And then uh, we do that. We let them tear into their stockings last year. Okay. Always a, a couple of things, And then it's me and Lisa. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, which they're less interested in. Yeah. And there's less gifts. Yeah. Uh, and mom and dad are happy with that because we're like, yep. I'll spend it on them. We really didn't spend much on each other. Right. Uh, and we, 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 we do, uh, but yeah, we, we normally have one or two gifts that we open for each other and let the kids have the fun. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they love it. Yeah. They, they, and if, if anything messes with that tradition, they don't dig it. Yeah. Um, but dude, good intro. Yeah. So we did, we got a little bit of the nostalgia in there. We did. We always do.
0: So, yeah, we are um we are going to be reading and talking about Luke chapter 2. So again, this is why um as as we are recording this, as Greg said, uh we've recorded this a little earlier than December 25th, but dude, modern technology can have this sucker uh edited. Yes. and ready to drop yep. because you can time it oh. on the day and time. So, um You know, rest assured, people. I am enjoying my uh, Christmas Eve with uh, my wife Joy, and uh, we are having a good time uh, going through our Christmas Eve traditions, uh, which are watching two versions of a Christmas Carol. Yes, *A Muppet* Christmas Carol. Yep, and George C. Scott. Oh, dude! Um, And then we are eating our appetizers after having a nice. Long day at church. Yes. um, And uh, doing who knows what, because, like I said, we're recording this nice and early. Mm So you and I still haven't quite figured out what we're going to do for uh, our little Christmas
1: Eve uh, shtick. But by the time people hear this, they'll know what we (laughs) did. They'll know what we did. And it'll be life-changing. That's right. It will have been (laughs) life-changing. That's what we know. Dude, it was life-changing. It was life-changing. Well,
0: Well, the Grinch's life was (laughs) changed last year. (laughs) It was.
1: It was. Dude, his heart was three sizes too small. Then it fit right.
0: That's right. Um, Yeah, it'll be good. Um, But yes, uh, Luke chapter two is where we are going to land. So... Greg, go ahead and read us off, please.
1: Yes. Dude, why don't we do this? Why don't we read sections? Mm-hmm. Talk about each uh, section, mm-hmm. uh, and we can even go back to, to one uh, to for some references because yeah. you know Luke is is Luke is the longest Christmas story. Yes. Um, but I love where it starts here in verse two. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, for there was no place for them in the inn. Hmm. Um, boy, some some wonderful um, just uh, thoughts here, dude. Yeah. Um, and occasioned by such a, uh, a dull uh Earthly concern, a census. Yeah um, a registration. One quick word though dude, uh, you know, Augustus at the time is the Caesar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, referenced here. So I always like to say Christmas is not Star Wars. It is not, hey, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, right? It is pinpointed in history, yeah, that can be verified and examined. Now, Quirinius, for many, many years, was a Mm head-scratcher because there was no evidence. I forgot to look this up. Shout-out to Dave Shive, who's probably not listening to this uh, podcast, to send me the link. Um, Archaeologically, there's a tablet that -hmm. was discovered not long ago. I mean, it might have been 20, 30-some years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's recent history where Quirinius is named. Mm. as the governor of Syria it's it's uh, uh or a potentate that there's some title for him yeah. which for years it said yeah we don't have an, a, 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 an extra biblical outside of scripture confirmation reference uh we do yeah and that's a pretty significant find yeah uh archeologically um what so if, we we can we can pinpoint this
0: yeah one of the things that i find um fascinating is Luke is writing this as an apologetic. I mean, yes. Luke is noted as, if you talk to people who are outside of the faith, outside of uh, scripture, Luke is noted as a, a, a historian amongst the best. Yeah. His attention to detail and so many things that he writes about and and Luke tells us specifically at the beginning of this book why yeah. he's writing this letter. He's writing for a friend called uh, Theophilus, mm-hmm. who is, um, he, he wants to give an account for him. Yes, you know, I we don't know the the specific circumstances or anything like that, but but Luke's desire is to give an eyewitness account mm-hmm. for his friend Theophilus. So I mean, really, kind of side note. Um, the, the gospel of Luke and acts are really their, their, their continuation. It's like, uh, star Wars and the empire strikes back.
1: Um,
0: you know, this is a continuation story, but, but Luke's desire in this is to put forth evidences and to put forth eyewitnesses for this friend, Theophilus, um, and he's, and he even says to him Theophilus that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught and that's Luke uh, chapter 1 verse 4 yes um and so you know the the idea that scripture is a real historical document is something that we can't ever forget these are real people in a real time you know y- you said it this isn't this isn't Star Wars, is a galaxy long, long ago and far, far away, um, you know, knowing that when this decree went out, this came from Caesar Augustus, who we have records of. Yes. Um, and then, you know, interesting that, uh, and, and doesn't this happen often, right, where scripture mentions something and you have the detractors. Yeah. Well, we don't see it anywhere else in history. Yeah. It can't be real. And then we find it. Yeah. Right, yeah. you know the the King David, right? Well, there's no mention of a King David in in history. And oh, so, right, right. You know, if there is no mention of a King David in history, it must not be real. And then we find the seal of David,
1: dude. It, it I'm surprised. It happens more than people think. Yeah, uh, archaeology, uh, which many people would say, oh, is going to be the the uh, the death knell of Christianity, more often than not, proves to be the very opposite. Yeah, uh, it, it is confirming over time wow I mean the Quirinius uh tablet is fascinating to me that for years you know commentators just said yeah we we don't know it but um yeah we trust and Mm -hmm. then it is is proven yeah and I just love this dude my first thought on this is that Christmas is intersects with the real world. Yeah. Um and actually not just intersects but but uses the apparatus of the real world. Yeah. Uh I mean in the providence of God it gets Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem. <laughs> yeah. Which means by the way dude David's hometown, mm-hmm. I think there was no accident in that. Yep. Bethlehem the city of bread, yeah, uh, just love that uh, it is, or the house of bread, yes, it's house, house of bread, uh, and Jesus refers to himself in John's Gospel, right, as the bread of the world, yeah. you know, the bread of life that comes down from heaven. It's just a, a beautiful little detail, and it's because there's there's a census uh, yeah. that is being taken. These these uh, Romans want to know, um, you know, they're they're studying the population. Uh, they are making all kinds of assessments for taxation, uh, probably military money and the money. I mean, it's, it is, it is the world. Yeah. 2000 years ago, it's still the same world. Rulers want to know who their people are. They want to, uh, know, uh, you know, how to levy taxes and all these things are used to get Joseph and Mary ultimately, uh, you know, who are there, um, Back to Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And again, you think of Micah chapter five, hundreds yes. of years before Jesus came, the Messiah is going to come out of Bethlehem. Yeah. Um, which, even though Jesus' hometown where he will grow up is Nazareth, yes. he's gonna be born here. Yes. Uh just, just beautiful, the meticulous attention to detail.
0: And it just it causes you to go back and re examine the old testament because so many of the prophecies that that are made. Um, I mean, th- these are all referring to to the Messiah. These are all pointing to Jesus. Everything in yep. the Old Testament is about Christ. Absolutely. And so when when we understand that framework, we begin to see, you know that, oh wow, that this, this really is the one that that was promised, right? As we spoke about in our first podcast in December, Genesis yes. three fifteen. This is the one. Yeah. This is the salvation, right? We looked at uh, some of those passages where in Genesis where you know the the son is born and it's oh this is my salvation. This is the one God's promised. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. You know, and and what's so great about this is you you look through this and there are so many call signs that Luke is pointing back to yeah. right i mean the the davidic covenant right right i'm going to establish your kingdom there is going to be an heir that will come to you and his kingdom will never end
1: yes you yeah. know
0: uh, david looked for that day never saw it
1: oh Dude, um, it's it's incredible. I mean, uh, the Nathan yeah uh, in First uh, Samuel or is it Second Samuel seven? I believe. I think it's yeah. Uh, the 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 promise of a of a it's interesting. David wants to build a house yeah for the Lord uh, that what will be the temple, and he's never permitted to do that. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, the, David is a warrior king. There's yeah. blood on his hands. It's to be built by a man of peace. Yeah, Solomon, re- closely related to Shalom um which is interesting is the one who will build yes the um build the temple yeah uh so but there's discouragement I'm sure David as he really wants to do this yeah because you know it's I live in a palace yeah but the the presence of God is encased in a tent yeah you know that he, he can't stand this so there's encouragement that there's it's it's a double-edged sword David you you you, you ain't building this thing <laughs> yeah uh, this is not going to be your role, but God's going to build a house for his name through David. Yeah, That's, that's the, the beauty. There's grace even in that announcement, but yeah. there's going to be one coming from you who will have a house, and there it seems to be dynasty, this, this kingdom uh, that goes forever and ever. Uh, so, yeah, we're taken back to David. Mm-hmm. As good of a king David was, he was a deeply flawed yeah. king. Right, uh, and he—he, he, yes, the—the—the the, the nation was at its probably spiritual zenith under him, um, but it, 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 he can't deliver. Right, he still dies. He cannot save them from what ultimately plagues them, um, and so there's this promise of one who will build an everlasting kingdom, and then just these peasant teenagers marching to Bethlehem for a census. Isn't it just the coolest thing in the world? Um, Quick word, dude, about, you know, it comes up every year, the manger, the inn. Um, Mm. You know, there's there's debate here. Um, A lot of people say when we think of inn, we think of hotel, like you think of a Holiday Inn Express. Uh, There were things like that, and it may have been like this. Some people think that, okay, uh, Joseph might have, relatives there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an ancestral home in his family, but it doesn't appear that his father or mother are there that would have a house that would let him in. Yeah. Um, so often the in, the, the word cataluna there in Greek is sometimes translated guest room. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's debate on how this can be used. So it's possible that the room in a house doesn't have quite enough space uh, particularly when Mary let's, is going to need a little more space than usual. Right. Um, so many thought that the accommodation is there's a low kind of dividing wall in in, in a typical home. The scholars tell us. The the archaeologists tell us, um, where you know you 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 cross over it. It's kind of the house. The other side. It's kind of the outside. Yeah. But they're all kind of on top of each other. And this would be camels and other things would graze and feed, etc. It does appear that Mary was put out there so that she would have room. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, if you're crammed into a tight space, right. if, you've ever, if you've ever done a sleepover right. with a bunch of friends in a tiny room and you can't roll over too much, yeah. uh, a pregnant lady about to give birth is going right. to need a wide swath. <laughs> and uh, most of us want to give that lady that wide swath. So uh, that's probably why she's outside. Mm-hmm. But the swaddling cloth is a is a humble little detail, isn't yeah. it? It's what's available, right, uh, for the baby. And just this thought of, I mean, you just think of what uh, what would have been like for one of the ancient pharaohs' sons to be born. Right. You know the <laughs> uh, the attendants. Yes. Uh, the luxury, everything to make this as majestic yeah. and and comfortable and beautiful as it is. And here's the creator of the world being born in David's home city in such an obscure, humble place. Yeah. Just marvelous. Well, and this
0: this marks the beginning of his life and the type of king that he is, yes. right? Because you have, in contrast, when David comes riding in on horses Yeah. Uh, into Jerusalem, triumphant in his victory, Christ comes in riding on a donkey. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and so this marks his his kingship. Yes, you know that the king you are expecting is not the king that I am. No, um, you know everything in his humility. I mean, he not only by divine right, because he's king of the universe, can lay claim to anything he wants. Yeah, but but uh, DNA. Yeah. He is he is a descendant of David and has a legitimate claim yeah. to the throne in Israel. Yeah. Um and and people know this. Yeah. When you read through scripture people know this and they're expecting something and he just he subverts all expectations. Yeah. And from the beginning this is this is what the father has planned for his son. Oh. Um and it's just it's 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 such a confusing picture, right? Because yeah. it's like Oh it's a beautiful picture it's like but it's actually not. Yeah. I mean this is this isn't Silent Night Holy Night you know like um th- this isn't the, t- the the typical Christmas song you know. Um th- this is the King of the Universe yeah. coming into this situation you know when we think of indecencies that we face as humanity well we're we're born into indecency.
1: Yeah, right.
0: That's we expect it. Yeah. Christ lived a life before his birth, yeah. with the Creator of the universe, with his Father and the Holy Spirit, um, in in perfect harmony. You know the the celestial dance. I yeah. think Tim Keller uses. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Um, that is what he knew yeah. before his humanity, and now he's he's descending into this.
1: Dude, it's uh, and this is why it's so good to think of these texts this time of year because it really, it really grounds us. Right. Yeah. Like if it, so if you're listening, you're not having the quote unquote perfect Christmas, right? If somebody was sick, I always say Christmas comes at the worst time. Right. It should be in May. Right. If you want to avoid illness, <laughs> I think May is the least amount of illnesses. I think I read that once, uh, you know, and so if you get sick in May, you're going to have a really bad year. Um, But, you know, this is where people are often sick, they're under the weather, and, uh, you know, maybe the money wasn't as as strong this year. You didn't get the gifts or you accomplished the things you wanted. Maybe there was the family friction. All those things. I mean, mean,
0: death of a loved one.
1: uh, Dude, 100%. You know, I mean, this has been for us this season, you know, going through uh, uh, everything without Lisa's mother has not been easy. And everybody that's lost someone knows that. Yeah. so to just dwell on these things, that mm. there is a joy that can't be touched by our circumstance. Mm. Nothing can change that he was born yeah. in Bethlehem to save us yeah. and came so humbly. Um, yeah, good good transition point, dude. Do you want me to go to the second yeah. section Yeah, here?
0: let's go through the second um, section.
1: Shepherds and angels, verse 8. This is... This is the passage that Linus reads. That's right. In the uh, school that you know, as I always say, the kids have free run right. with no teachers, chaperones. And...
0: That's how it was back in the sixties. Oh,
1: dude, they could operate the lighting and the, the audio system, but hey, we're fine. Let the kids run it. Um, but this is what Linus reads. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. And at the end of the eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb uh quick comment at the end there dude since it's fresh this is one of the um you know uh, matthew's story concentrates on joseph yes luke's concentrates on mary yeah Yeah, they're both mentioned but clearly joseph you you almost see it through his eyes in matthew's account um and i'm just gonna go really quickly dude back to matthew one yep um And in Matthew chapter 1, after the genealogy, which we covered a couple of weeks back, um, you have got uh, uh, Joseph, you've got the angel appearing uh, to Joseph as he considered these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Mm. So Luke and Matthew corroborating each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, It appears that they don't officially impart the name until his circumcision, but the name was decided. Yeah, it was heaven's name. uh, That uh, you know they did not get the joy of getting the baby book, right? Like Lisa and I did at Barnes and Noble, or now you look it up on the internet. And start having fun picking out names. Uh, they nope, it's going to be Yeshua, yeah, uh, or a variant of Joshua, which means the Lord saves, yeah, for He will save His people from their sins. Um, so just to to point out that little detail at the end, yeah, um, you know they say, oh, do we have two different Christmas stories. Uh, sure, from the standpoint that you know, you Nathan go see the Christmas right. lights. You come in on the south side. I see lights with Lisa the same night on the north side. We never cross paths. Yeah. We find out later. You're kidding me. I was there the same night. Yeah. Um, we're going to describe our perspective a little differently yeah. of the same thing. Yes. And you're going to have some details that you noticed that I didn't. Yes. Vice versa. And you're going to have some overlap. Yeah. And that's the one of the beautiful things of the eyewitness account of Scripture. Yes. Is you keep seeing these things happening. Yeah. There's no contradictions between yeah. these two accounts, at yeah. all, And that's a point of overlap yep. uh, that, oh, yeah, that comports with the story in Matthew. Right. The name is given. Yep. From heaven. Yep. And then it's just mentioned here. Yeah, they bestow it upon Jesus uh, officially, kind of his naming yes. day uh, when he circumcised on the eighth day. Uh, I just love those little details. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and again, this just shows we talked all in November our obscure Bible passages, talking about what is the intent of what's being written. And Luke told us at the beginning, his intent is to give a faithful eyewitness account of of these events for his friend Theophilus. Yes. And so, right this, it, it is just so detailed and so interesting. All the things that are pulled out of this that we see right things that you're like well why why was that mentioned yeah well luke's giving an account
1: yes he's he's
0: telling he's telling us these things so that we understand the care and the detail he took for for this verification right and and we think um you know the 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 earliest um kind of manuscript that we have yeah. of, of a New Testament book is thought to be Mark, right? Yeah. Penned. If we were to, if we were to go at its longest, yeah. right? Penned 70 years after the events mm-hmm. of of what happened. That's a lot of eyewitness accounts still left alive sure. to talk about those things. But really, I mean we think actually it was probably penned much earlier than yeah. that. But we're we're giving people like you know the skeptics. Like sure. we'll give you as late as we can possibly go. Yeah. Um, and 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 Luke again, he's paying attention to the detail, and so all these eyewitnesses that he's gathering, um, these are people who can testify, right? You, you you imagine him going to Mary herself? Yes. Mary, tell me. Tell me what you saw. Tell me what you experienced. Yeah. Then going to the half-brothers of Jesus. So so this is, you know, so, so tell me what your mother told you. Yes. This is what Luke is doing. He's gathering all of this so he can present this. And so that detail of, oh, yeah, Matthew, you know, Matthew, I remember him talking frequently about uh, the angel coming and appearing and And his name's going to be Jesus. And then Mary said that same thing as well. Yeah. Um, But then Mary tells me that she actually didn't give him the name Jesus. Yes. Until this day, which, you know, you think about this time, we're not talking about an archaic Stone Age society here. I mean, these are, they're they're, they're very um, meticulous in their traditions and in their records. It probably would not have been too much to go back and find the record of Jesus's name in a ledger somewhere. Yes. Again, you look at Caesar and he wants to keep a census of what's going on. Right. People were about numbers. You know, nothing has changed. No. Censuses, decrees, right? Birth certificates. I mean, they didn't have birth certificates as we knew them, but. They had records of who their people oh, were. no, of
1: course. And they they became very important, um, you know. And, yeah, we, we sometimes get this idea that they lived like, you know, a, a Geico caveman commercial, right? Mm-hmm. They were just all oh, just living, you know, uh, you know, day by day. And, yes, they didn't have the conveniences and the technology we had. But they were, uh, yeah, rulers always want to know who their people are and, and where they are. By the way, dude, just a, a quick reference if uh, anybody's looking for a last-minute Christmas book. This really good scholarly um, a tool, uh, it's a, a book uh, by Erdman's, Jesus and the Eyewitnesses mm. by Richard Baucom, Um And it is probably the most sturdy, it's on my Kindle, um, book that clearly traces out that the Gospels bear all of the fingerprints of authentic eyewitness testimony mm. and it's a painstakingly careful study of yeah. that so if you really want to geek out yeah and anybody looking for that last minute oh uh maybe you're not seeing somebody till the 28th it's right. coming into town you right. can you can always get that for your your scholar in residence um but back to the story here yeah, the moon, uh, yeah. because there's you know any one of these things can become uh wow so um uh, you know just the, so deep uh and back in Luke 2 uh oh I'm still in Matthew
0: I was looking at you know the the first section that you read and it it fascinates me that um, we we start with our general human position mm-hmm. in relationship to God fear yeah right I mean this yep. is anytime angels come we, we mentioned this before mm-hmm there's fear.
1: There's <laughs> trembling always. That's why they always have to say fear or not. Right. <laughs> always. I mean, if you think about it, dude, here's some shepherds, right? Uh, they're in verse 8, Just such a, a pastoral picture, right? Yeah. They're in the same region they're uh they're keeping uh, you know, they're 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 watching over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Yeah. And the angel said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. See, uh, we have to keep in mind, dude, angels, um, you know, we have an occasion in the Old Testament uh, when the Assyrians were attacking uh, Israel and and almost obliterated them. Um, God dispatches an angel that kills 186,000 Assyrian soldiers in one night. One angel. One angel. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, Egypt, um, right?
0: Record of one angel, yeah, taking out all the firstborn all born. the firstborn.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 wow. The the level of power, even with all of our advances and sophistication, um and technology, mm-hmm. to to you know, I mean, what a bomb can do, what a wrecking ball can do, right? What a what an EMP! I think an electromagnetic mm-hmm. pulse or something that's a, to knock out all the power yeah. of uh, a city or something. You know, we have some pretty cool stuff. Uh, wow, what one angel can do! I'm always reminded when Jesus tells Peter um, in the Garden of Gethsemane the night uh, that he's arrested, and and Peter hacks off the the uh, the uh, one of the arresting soldiers' ear, yeah. Malchus. Um, Jesus says, don't, you know, I could call on 12 legions of angels. Well, that means anywhere between, I remember looking that up on 72 to 144,000 angels. <laughs> and one did this. I mean, the, the power is just staggering. Uh, there's really no way to quantify it. So it would be natural for uh, the shepherds to be terrified. Yeah. So I think that is so important when you consider their announcement, you don't know, I bring you good news. Yes. This is not a uh foreboding moment that is going to bring about your destruction or the destruction of the people. And then I love it. Good news, great joy all the people. Yeah. Those three ingredients. Uh quick word though, dude, on the shepherds that that's so interesting to me probably if we put this together last week when we talked about the, the wise men or the magi, mm-hmm. I tend to think that they are seeing the star for the first time this night. Mm. Uh, that's my guess. Some yeah. say, well, maybe it appeared earlier and led them. Um, just compiling the data between Matthew and Luke, I wouldn't be surprised if the star appears and they see it on the horizon the night that Jesus is born. born. yeah. And then they start their journey. Yeah, and when they get there, six months, nine months, you know, a year later, we don't know. Uh, but some quite a considerable time later, yeah. where Jesus is not the infant but the child, uh, and the star comes to the place where the child was. Um, so the 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 ones that can legitimately be in the Christmas children's pageant on yeah, the shepherds. Right. Because you notice what it says, they were nearby in the yes. same region on this hillside. Uh, it's enough of a journey uh, that they can, they can uh, you know, take the trip. Let us go over to Bethlehem. Yeah. So they're outside of Bethlehem, but they, they're not, you know yeah days away right right they're they're gonna have to put on their walking shoes and get going, but back to the announcement quick to just there's so much here, but um you know good news it's gospel, yeah announce great joy, all the people yeah, uh what marvelous ingredients yeah and then wow, what is it here's the sign you will see there's a little baby <laughs> he's wrapped in swaddling claws, yeah. He's lying probably in a feeding trough just outside of this house. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Right. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd expect. <laughs> I'd expect more. Right. Right. It would be like if you uh, are promoting uh, this epic yeah. movie. Here's right. this epic movie, and and uh, you're, you're waiting. You're never seeing anything like it. And the movie comes on, and I don't know. It's like. Uh, a picture of a sink. Yeah. And there's just a little faucet that's dripping water, okay. and that's the movie. Yeah. You're like, uh, really?
0: What was that movie that came out in the 90s, Hard Rain, about like, you know, the flooding and all of that stuff? Yes. I think I think Morgan Freeman and Christian Oh, Slayton yeah, yeah, started yeah. yeah. I
1: know that about the flood. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, could you imagine if that was like what the movie turned out to be? <laughs> like, you see the preview
1: and then, like, the beginning of the movie. And like, then it's just <laughs> drip trip <laughs> yeah dude we have weird minds we think alike you're like what um, but again it underscores what you said just a few minutes ago dude about the, the this is the kind of king who comes yeah. so it, heaven is taking notice the sky is filling up yeah you've got them breaking out it never says they sing right I point that out of you how many songs do we uh hear hark the herald angels yeah. sing angels we have heard on high sweetly singing over the yeah. plains. But there is no doubt that the writers felt the need to put this in a chorus of sort. Yeah. Uh, glory to God in the highest, which we would say as in excelsis Deo. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, which is God in the highest. the yes. Most excellent. Um, and there does seem to be, a, you know, a heavenly host joins uh, in verse 13. Suddenly, yeah. there was with the angel a multitude yeah. of the heavenly host saying glory to God in the highest. Then the angels. It's funny. They're gone. They go they're, back yeah, to heaven. Shepherds say, uh, "I think they make a wise decision." Yeah. <laughs> they're probably thinking, hey, "All right, guys, that was cool. Somebody, do you think we should go and see it?"
0: <laughs> um,
1: nah. nah, let's go back.
0: <laughs> the pick, announcement was enough. <laughs> it
1: was enough. Let's pick up the sheep dung and uh, you know, just, you know, you pack it in for the night. Uh, of course not. They head yeah. over and. Um, love it you know uh, let's go over they went with haste found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger yeah uh, and then I love it notice how this they're 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 serving Joseph and Mary's faith too in verse 17. Mm-hmm. when they saw it they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child uh and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them mm-hmm. Mary treasures these yeah. things i love that picture yeah. she is just pondering yeah she's got this little baby and what she now has to ponder uh is wow this is amazing these the shepherds way, yeah that that came and say what they saw an angel and then a yeah. host of them and this is what this child brings
0: woo this is this is why uh, the mark lowry song mary did you know yeah doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people it's like oh of course she knew the angel said it Uh, okay then then why is she pondering these Uh, things i agree why is she reflecting on what this means yeah uh why throughout all of christ's adult life and ministry does it seem like she's almost an obstacle to him yeah um i mean I think the scripture kind of makes that clear in several different places that yeah. her thoughts of who Jesus is yeah. and who this Messiah is is not who Jesus actually is and why he's here,
1: dude. It's it's a long time coming. Um, I I I'm with you, dude. You and I have talked about that. I, a lot of Christians I know get really critical of that song. Uh, yes, the angel told. Okay, so yeah, that's like me, dude. I never have any lapses in my debt right. da- because I heard a sermon 30 years right. ago <laughs> what yeah I, I, did all of a sudden we get out of touch with our human frailty yeah uh, if anything we're, we're 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 treating Mary like a stained glass right one-dimensional person I mean she's young yeah uh, do, do you know how many justifications must have set in did this really happen yeah you know and then when she loses her husband, uh, she doesn't even have the the one person who experienced these things with her yeah. um, to rely on and build faith. So when Jesus' ministry will start 30 years later, I mean, it's a long time. yeah. Uh, and she's still, she's holding on to something, but she doesn't know quite how to do it. So I do think she anticipates there's something about the wedding at Cana. Yeah. Is this now, is this now? And she says, you know, it, but Jesus really, is firm with her. right? Uh, now, it's not because he says woman. I used to think, woman? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my hour's not come. Woman is the equivalent of saying like Miss Madam. Right. But that's interesting in itself. It's a more formal term for his earthly mother right. than he would usually be inclined to use, I'm sure. Um, and he has to make it clear to her. Yeah. She she does kind of guess rightly that this is the moment. Right. But Jesus wants her, I'm not doing this because of anything you sense. Right. My father is giving me the go-ahead right so i'm doing it uh well, we and get
0: that back when he's around 12 right at the temple in this very chapter yeah i mean we we know that he is going to ultimately go with mary and Je- but like th- there's almost this interesting um reminder here and yep. again we're told the same thing right she ponders these things in her heart like yes. like th- she's she gets it but she doesn't get it i mean it's like it's like the rest of us yes, right like imagine that we hear it we <clears throat> we see it but uh there's just there's something there that's not quite what we expect or anticipate yep. jesus doesn't behave how we want him to be yes
1: imagine that <laughs> he
0: behaves but not how we want him to
1: <laughs> yes yeah it, it really is um Fascinating uh, the the portrait we have of Mary and what she had to consider. But isn't that a beautiful picture, dude? Of her. There is something structure for us pondering these things. That's what we yeah. can do. Yeah, you know, we we can ponder these things ourselves and treasure them in our hearts. Turn them over. Think yeah. about the implications. Think about what it it means. Um, and it's uh, marvelous. How are we doing time wise, dude?
0: Uh, we're Christmas. we're coming up on fifty one minutes, so I'm I, gonna I'm gonna say if
1: we have a cool hour on this yeah one, it's Christmas
0: good. one I I like where this discussion's going. I so. do too,
1: I do too. So hang in there with us a few more minutes as as we get through. Yeah. I do think uh, let let me jump a little, mm-hmm. Nathan. There's something that ties into what we're saying here. Um, you know, so we've talked about the shepherds. Mm-hmm. We've talked about what what an amazing night that that must have been. Uh, we fast forward. Uh, in verse 22, he's presented at the, at the, uh, at the temple. Mm-hmm. This would have gone uh, along uh, with his circumcision. Um, we've got the reference to Leviticus. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, offer a sacrifice. Uh, now there's a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Mm. Uh, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled, here's another marveling moment at what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and then a sword will pierce through your own soul also, Mm. so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And then there's a prophetess, Anna, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, similar uh, experience. Uh, she uh, is a widow. She's 84. Um, she kind of gets in on this praise and uh, celebration. But uh, just beautiful pictures this old man named Simeon. Yeah. It, this whole purpose of his life. At some point, the Holy Spirit revealed to him, You will not see death yeah. until you lay eyes on Israel. So. And uh, it must be, it's not like Mary and Joseph came, they would have looked ordinary. Right. There was no halo over Jesus, right. contrary to all the paintings. <laughs> Just another baby coming in with parents. Yeah. You know, Jewish ritual, common as can be. And Simeon is there. I take it that the Holy Spirit must have said, there he is. Yeah. There he is. He holds the child in his arms. Mm and praise I mean think about what a beautiful yeah. here's this old man who's not gonna see it right he, I think we can uh, yeah. assume he's gonna die probably shortly after this time yeah Um, but he's going to be a light of revelation for the yeah. Gentile. he's
0: going to lay his eyes on the savior
1: <laughs> oh dude it, incredible but that little detail what he says to Mary um, not that she fully got that either right a, a sword's going to pierce your soul yeah oh man that slays me um,
0: I think of the connection um, here, and, and I always go back um, looking at the shepherds, right? The, you, you mentioned this, um, you know, uh, great joy, uh, good news, great joy, all people. Keep going back to Abraham. And yeah. the promise that God makes to Abraham, right? All the yes. all the benefits that Abraham will receive—you know, descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, yeah. the sand on the seashore—you um, know, all the riches and wealth that he will accumulate yeah. uh, over his lifetime. What is the purpose of all of those things that are going to happen? It's so that you will be a blessing to yes. all nations, and and we see that echoed here we see it echoed again in that encounter with Simeon, right? That, I mean, he will, this is a blessing for the Gentiles. This is going to cause the rise and fall of many in in, in the nation. Like all of this is just hearkening back to God's call.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: just, that always just blows my mind when I Does. think about that.
1: Yeah, we're all the way back. This is the fulfillment. I always say, dude, Genesis 12 is the outline of the whole Bible. Yeah. Right? Uh, Abraham, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Yeah. Um, and this is the fulfillment. Yeah. You know, it's going to all, I mean, all those thousands of years prior that the stage is set. And, uh, you know, a lot of time elapses between Abraham's calling. And Jesus being born in Bethlehem, but they're the same thing. Yeah, it, it is. It's. I just love the the one storyline of the Bible. Yes, in you know, multiple authors through the centuries, yeah. different locales, and we are just following the story to its. It's perfectly planned yeah uh, pinpoint conclusion here i mean doesn't conclude here right right but you know what i mean in in terms of uh yes. the mission that god has for his son yes to come save us yeah it's beautiful the,
0: the other thing that I, I was thinking about as you were talking was you know, the angels appearing to the shepherds yeah again right this this subverts all expectations right if, if a king is born, who are you going to announce oh, your, yeah. your
1: your prince to, right? It's going to be all the other kings. Yeah, it's the other kings and, and your royal court. Uh, yeah, the you know, dignitaries. Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're yeah. We shepherds? Shepherds. A <laughs> bunch, of, bunch of no names. And notice, we don't even have their names. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. Just some shepherds. Yeah. Right? It, it, boy, it's an awesome thought like I I have these weird, are we going to meet them in heaven right. one day are we going to meet these shepherds you know that did they understand did they come to learn yeah. you know their names their stories it, it'll be fascinating Yeah, um, you know the the ones that are not named yeah. but had these the magi themselves yeah right we don't know their names contrary to tradition right. uh, where I have heard you know names right. of uh, uh, magi but that's just ancient ancient tradition um yeah, and they all are seeing. What I love is the story is told in such a, a cinematic way Yeah, from the standpoint of we, we get more almost about the, the, to use the metaphor of radiance, the light shining off the faces of the various witnesses. Yes. Because the baby is presented, like you said, humbly. Yeah. We don't get much detail. Yeah. He's wrapped in swaddling cloths. And we sort of get Mary... Joseph, the shepherds, yeah. sometime later, the magi, yeah. uh, Simeon, Simeon, Anna, yeah. giving us the story. And it's how, and again, I think of, dude, if that's not proof of the beautiful promise in Isaiah, for mm. unto us yeah. a child is born, unto us yes. a son is given. It's not about us, right. but it's for us, yes, right? It's about him. And the benefit accrues to us. So how appropriate that the story is told through the faces, these men and women who were there. It's, oh. So good. What a great thing to ponder.
0: All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and wrap up now. This has been such a good one. I'm glad uh, we were able to do this. Again, these go to
1: 11 first, dropping an episode on. and Merry Christmas Christmas to all our listeners. That's
0: right. And until the next time, Greg. We just rocked the Christmas Casbah.
1: tide style.
0: Thank you again for listening to these Go to 11, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Once again, please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you ever find yourself in the Forest Hill, Maryland area, please feel free to stop by at 135 Industry Lane, and you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org.
1: These go to 11.